0: If Chip, uh, Pastor Chip, uh, want to thank him for inviting my wife and I. And this is uh, Joe Outlaw, a friend of mine. We um, used to pastor together, and he's pastored in uh, Texas, and he's up here. So, praise the Lord. It's good to be in Dayton, uh, Tennessee. Now, Pastor Chip told me you guys have been doing some studies in uh, the Book of Philippians. Are you still in the Book of Philippians? Okay. What chapter, what chapter, what chapter are you guys doing? Do you? Okay. So you're in the fifth chapter. Okay. All right. Well, I- I'll tell you what let's do. I'll tell you what let's do. Let's go to uh, Philippians, and we'll look at... Um, uh, let's go to... Okay. All right. All right. Let's go to Philippians, and uh, let's look at B uh, verse 6. And we'll open with prayer. Father, we thank you for the Holy Ghost. And we yield to him tonight. His... His... His work is to use men and women to lift Jesus, to prove that Jesus is alive through signs and miracles. And we honor him. We yield to him. We'll not resist him. We'll flow with him. Uh, He wrote the Bible. So, We are drawing from the life of the Holy Spirit tonight. And we um, give Jesus the praise and the glory for coming here and rescuing us through the cross, dying for Adam and his children, reconciling us, glorifying us, bringing us into righteousness, being our wisdom, being our strength being our ideal model. We open this service in that auspices under that covering, under that understanding. We know what we're here to do. And that is the build of the kingdom inside of the hearts and minds of human beings that we leave this place and be a representative in this town, Dayton, which belongs to jesus it doesn't belong to the devil it belongs to jesus christ he rules and he reigns over dayton tennessee and we acknowledge that and we pray in the mighty name of jesus and all god's people said amen and amen i'm just gonna I didn't exactly know where you were so I I'm just gonna pull out something tonight about thinking uh, I pastored for 30 years uh, churches from California to Louisiana to Kentucky and and then um, I my sons I have two sons I have two grown sons I they pastor, one pastor's in Cleveland and one pastor's in Hickson. So they took my work as far as day to day pastoring. And I went back to college, I went back to school, and, uh, and I got my master's in, in psychology. And, um, so I'm a therapist, a licensed therapist in the state of Tennessee. So I sit down with people and I talk to them about their thinking. You know, where they got their thinking, why they think what they're thinking, and what probably is going to, what you're lead, your thinking is going to lead to. The Bible is the only source in the universe that explains to us about error-free thinking. Now, it has problematic thinking. We can see where where David saw something one day, Goliath, and then we see where he saw something else in, in Bathsheba. So we were able to see the proper thinking, and then it shows us the dichotomy and what happens when a person doesn't think right. Is that right? So the Bible reveals to us what we might call God's thinking and how God thinks and what God thinks about something and how God wants you to handle something he wants you to think about it. And then it reveals to us what can happen if we think our way. Does that make sense? So you can think God's way and talk God's way, or you can think your way and talk your way. But you chart your destiny. Life and death is where? In the power. So there's a power in our mouth there's a uh, something that shapes our future it actually goes into the future and begins to manipulate time ahead of us if we'll speak the word of god if we'll speak the word of god <clears throat> does that make sense my boy fell off a ladder and the doctor said well we don't he, he you know he, he he probably won't live through the night but something came up to me and says no live and then the doctor the next day said, well, he's going to live, but you probably don't want him to live because he hit his head real bad and he probably won't know anything or know you or, or know how to walk or talk or anything like that. And something come up to me and said, no. This is back when he was 42. I said, 42-year-old people shouldn't die. They're just starting. No, he'll live and he'll know me. These words kept coming up in me. I'd hear the doctor's report, and, but I had another report. I had another report. I had to repeat another report, like Mary did when, when she it confronted Gabriel, and and uh, Gabriel said, uh, <clears throat> "You're going to have a baby," and she tried to explain. Well, I I, I know a man, but uh, we're not you know we're not we're not in that way yet. And she and Gabriel said, "You don't need, you don't need a man. You need God." And then uh, Gabriel said, "There's nothing impossible." with God, and then she said the most striking thing that any human being could ever say. She said, be it unto me. All she did was get on the same page. Isn't that amazing? All she did was said, well, I can't figure this out. It seems to me that there has to be some chemistry involved in bringing a baby, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll agree with what you said, Gabriel, and guess what? She agreed with God which we call faith is that right she agreed with Gabriel and the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and she brought us the virgin birth is that correct you serving drinks tonight already okay (laughs) hallelujah praise God amen It's Wednesday night we're already drinking Hallelujah. Thank God. Uh, you know, my first church was named Living Water. Living Water. Living Water. Hallelujah. So I'm in Philippians chapter 4, four verse 6. Chapter 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Now, anxiety is a killer. You can't even digest your food if, uh, if there's a, a certain level of anxiety in you. You can't concentrate or learn anything if there's a certain level of anxiety in you. Your blood pressure will be off if there's a certain level of anxiety in you. You can't understand certain things if there's a certain level of anxiety in you. Actually, you can lose your balance and your, your eyesight can diminish if there's a certain level of anxiety in you. Anxiety is a fear of being uh, not in control of something. And fear, there's always, when there's fear, there's always anger. And when there's anger, there's confusion. When there's confusion, there's what? every. The door's open. Katie barred the door. The devil can come in, and do what he wants to do. So Paul wrote the Philippian church here and he said, Be anxious for what? Nothing. Well, Washington's got me a little worried, but the thing is, is God said, Do do what? And he said, Be anxious for what? Nothing. Do you think that's a suggestion? No, because it's trying to help you with your health. It's trying to keep you healthy. God's interested in you and your function and your health and your strength and your energy. Do you know anxiety will, will drain you? You know, you can't even get a good night's sleep when you're, in, when you're, when you're, when you're full of anxiety. You'll wake up in the night You'll, you'll go to the restroom and you'll be still, you'll be, that thing's on, your, on you. Can't even enjoy your sleep. How you many been there? How many been in something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So Paul wrote us and said, now I'm going to teach you how to think. And he said, be anxious, and that's remarkable, isn't it, for nothing. But in everything, by prayer, that's, a, that's an interesting word, prayer. It comes from the word pray or give me. I pray ye. What, what it really means is it's a, it's, it's a conversation. Prayer is a conversation. It's a two-way street. How many here have ever told God something he didn't know? Anyone who got up in the morning and said, I've got a bulletin for God today. I'm in some issues. I got, my son fell off a ladder. I've got a bulletin for God today. And I'm going to, you know, I need to rush into prayer here and tell God that my kid fell off a ladder. He busted his skull around here. He's got bleeding of the brain. He break, broke his back. He busted out both eardrums. Uh, he um, he's, uh, even broke his ankle. One ankle was broken. I need to get in there and tell God about, uh, you know, I, he's probably, he, probably, he probably doesn't know. Well, that's ridiculous, isn't it? That's <laughs> ridiculous. Get, caught, get, caught, get God caught up. You know, in prayer, a lot of times we ought to do a lot more listening than we do talking. So it says to go to prayer. It says, first of all, be anxious for nothing but in everything. Let me tell you what a thing is a thing's a matter of concern. Do you got any matters of concern? That's a thing. It's a thing. How many of you got over here, you got, some, you got some concern? It's a thing. So it says to go to prayer about everything. Is that right? Is that right? If it's a matter of concern, then you need to be in prayer about it. It says, it says this. It says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Now, supplication is an interesting word, especially when you use the Greek. It just means that you're serious about it. I mean, I mean God knows. You, I've asked God for you know, a good fishing trip or hunting trip. But, but there's, when that kid was in the hospital, I was serious. I was on the fourth floor in Erlinger, and I turned a corner one day going down to his room because I spent the night from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. in the morning. His wife spent the night, spent the day with him, and we had people watching his kids. But, I, but the spirit of death confronted me. Just when I got out of the elevator and turned a the corner there on the fourth floor, the spirit of death walked up to me and said, I run this ward. I run this ward. I run this floor. And I said, well, that, that might be, but you don't run room 10. So they died in 11, and they died in 9. And they died right across the hall. But my boy's preaching tonight in Cleveland, Tennessee. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. He's telling people about Jesus today, tonight, right now in Cleveland, Tennessee. He's pastoring a church. Hallelujah. God's good. But you know what well, we got to think about what he wants us to think about. I think Paul called it the renewing of the mind, is that right? And then we've got to talk like God, don't we? And we've got to be serious about it. we've 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 got to mean what we say. So it goes on here. It says, be anxious for nothing. 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 And then it says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, and then it ends it. It brings a summary of what? With what? With gratitude. So when I got out of prayer... And being serious about my kid, when I'd get off my knees, what should I be? Well, something happens after that. It's in the next verse. There's a promise. Isn't there? There's a promise waiting for me if I'll think right, if I'll talk right. Do you see the promise? And did you know what? There's people in Hollywood. I got in the, in the elevator with actors, and they, uh, me and you got in the elevator with uh, prominent, uh, we were raised in San Diego, prominent uh, people in Hollywood, and we look at them in the elevator there, and they didn't have peace. In fact, some were drunk and hung over and didn't have their health, and they didn't have peace. What's it cost for peace? rich people don't have peace. Poor people don't have peace. Brown, black, white, yellow, red. What's what's the price on peace? (sighs) Let your requests be made known to God. He wants to hear about it. And there are certain ways to come in there, isn't there? Boldly, does it say? Does it say come in with him thanksgiving and praise? Does it say that in some areas? Don't come in... Huh? Why? Because you're talking to the answer. And he's going to give you a formula. And if you'll do it, you'll think it and speak it Peace of God is going to reign in your heart. Now, if you don't, if you don't, that's up to you, isn't it? You have your reward, isn't it? So it says in verse 7 and the peace of God which surpasses understanding, that's right up here, understanding. You'll, you'll understand things with your prefrontal or your frontal lobe and then your prefrontal cortex you'll start taking information, putting that data together, God created that, and you'll be able to go four plus four equals eight. And if somebody says nine, you'll go, no, four plus four. You'll even go to your fingers to prove, you know, Now count them. One, two, three, eight. That's called logic. Well, God's going to give you a piece that's not logical. It's just above logic. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the doctor told me this, the x-ray technician, not only did he hit his head, but when he was in an ambulance, <coughs> he, uh, he threw up and, and he, then he sucked it back in his lungs. So we had two problems. He was drowning in his own fluid and his brain was bleeding. I mean, that's, that's compounding the problem now, isn't it? And the devil was trying to tell me and my own logic was trying to tell me, you know, you ought to let go of this boy. But there was something inside me said, "No, oh, don't let go, don't let go of him, don't let go of him, beyond my understanding." Because my understanding was telling me, he "says Well, you know," but there was something in there that thought miracles. There was something that come up in me, like maybe like David looking at Goliath, seeing something overwhelming, but going, "He doesn't have a covenant." He doesn't have any promises. He doesn't have any will. The will of God's not behind him. I'm going to think I can kill him. I'm going to tell him I'm going to kill him. He's alone. With God, would Gabriel say to her, with God all things are what? All things, all matters of concern are what? So God doesn't, when it comes to a thing, God doesn't understand impossible. There's no no vocabulary here with him. You say, i got a thing, a matter of concern. God goes, what's my will on that? Because if you don't know his will, you can't release your faith. So let's look at the will of God for our brains. We got this is this is something you're going to co- cover later on Pastor Chips going to Dr. Chips going to cover some stuff, deep thinking. But go over with me second uh, go over with me to second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. So here's the will of God. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Now, like I told you, anytime you have fear, you'll have anger. Anytime you have anger, you'll have confusion. They just, they run together, the cousins. They'll always run together. And there's another cousin there, too, and you all know it. It's depression. You'll get depressed in there. You'll start saying things like, I don't know. Well, Jesus Christ has made your wisdom. Why would you say something like that? Well, because your mom and daddy said it. Because your friend said it. It's called redundant generational thinking. It's of the devil. You've got to think like God. You've got to talk like God. You've got to go, I know. It's, my answer's in here. Because Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians, Paul said, Jesus has been made my wisdom, my righteousness. I'm not going to say I don't know. I might, there's something in me that knows. It's called a knower. And it's operating. And if i agree with it, like Mary, I said, be it unto me, I said, I'll, come, I'll it'll come, it'll come, it'll be, it'll be self-evident in here in 24 hours. If I sleep on it, I'll get up and I'll know over a cup of coffee. Amen. Amen. So what's the will of God? Well, here it is right here from my mind. Therefore, it says here, it says, uh, for God has not given you a spirit of fear. <clears throat> so, the, so, so there's a spirit involved here, small s, but so there must be another spirit. And this spirit brings what? Power. Dunamis. Who, 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 who's helping you think? Holy Ghost wants to get in on this. He's got some thinking for you. He wants to make your mind his mind. He wants you to cast down imaginations. He wants you to call things, every high thing that it exalts itself against God, He wants you to call it down. He wants you to filter it. Say, uh uh, that's not, that's not allowed here. Because if I let it in, I'll speak it. And if I speak it, then I have what they call in psychology a positive loop. Paul wrote in, in, in Romans chapter 10, if you could get a positive loop this way, he says, faith cometh by what? you got a positive loop. If you'll speak it back, now you're, now you're building something instead of degrading me. Does that make sense? So here's the will of God. This is my mind. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of dunamis, power, dynamite, love. That means agape. And the last one is what? A sound mind. That word sound is from a word called, in the Greek 4995, it means sophronos, sophronimos. And it means it's like Sophia. It's like Sophia. Sophia is a wisdom. Is, is, that's the word in the Greek. Sophia is, is wisdom. But this one carries, it's the strength to hang on to wisdom. To maintain wisdom. Actually, it means self-control through the Holy Ghost. Anointed. So when I get up in the morning, guess what I've got in my mind? Power. Agape. That's the love of God. You, you, you can't catch me by surprise. You got up and slapped me and insulted me. I already know what to do. What, I'm supposed to do. what am I supposed to do? Forgive you. In fact, I'd, be, I'd go, have you been talking to her? Because she's known me since I was 16 years old, and I've pulled a few stunts. Is that why you're hitting me? You must, she must have told you of a stunt I pulled. So what's the will of God? That I have a mind that's impressed by the Holy Ghost and it's full of power, it's full of love, and it's full of Holy Ghost self-control. Now I can have faith. And when something comes at me, like fear, depression, huh? Confusion, I can go, hmm, No, this old... This old bone here is full of the Holy Ghost thinking. Because God's given me. He's promised me a sound mind, a loving mind, a powerful dunamis mind. That's what God hold to David when he looked at Goliath. The, the dunamis mind came in. He goes, you know what? He ain't got no contract. <laughs> he, he, he ain't Abraham's kid. I am. In fact, I'll tell you who he is. He's a dead man. He's dead man walking, and I'm going to marry the king's daughter tonight. And I, my family is going to be tax free. And I'm getting with it right now. I got a sling. I got five stones, and I'm going to kill that one first. And tonight's going to be honeymoon. Now that's some thinking there, y'all. If he was just telling me what he's going to do, I'd be going hallelujah, boy. Get with it. Wouldn't you? Every one of you are smiling. Did you know your face is connected to your limbic system, which is connected to an insula? That I could, you're producing dopamine in your head by, just by smiling. God made you like that? Yeah, it's, it's scientific. God made you like that. If you'll smile, you'll laugh. You'll begin to laugh. You say, Satan hates you to have the joy of the Lord, Satan hates you to, be, to tackle something with, a, with, with joy. Satan hates it when you get up and dance and say, well, it's going to be okay. Satan hates it because he's come to steal the word from you. Especially if you don't understand it. That's the first thing he's doing. He's sitting out there in the car right now. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, he's in the car saying, don't believe what that old bald-headed man said. Don't believe anything he said. Satan's after the word. And if he, there's another way he can cut the uh, the word off. The cares of this world, the cares, the pressure, the anxiety, chokes the word. It says, I said it chokes the word. If it can get you worried, fretting, talking wrong, having an attitude towards somebody or something, is it okay to scream at you in here? Does does Chip ever, Pastor Chip, scream at you? Okay. Don't tell on me. Say, you know, he did a good job. You know, just. Yeah. You're okay with it so far? Okay. <laughs> Praise God. Preach it. Joe said, of course, he has to. I took him up here. I'll leave. If you don't, if you don't say amen, I'll leave you up here with one of these people. Okay. The power of thanksgiving defeats the enemy, and leaves peace in your head. God doesn't want glory. If the doctor says you got cancer, he doesn't, he, doesn't want, he doesn't want you to say, well, thank you for the... He wants you to say thank you for the healing. God's taken care of this for you. Didn't He take 39 stripes? Wasn't He beaten half to death before He even got up on that cross? Didn't it say you were healed because of... And it says the chastisement of of our peace, His mental torment was upon Him. And by His stripes you're healed. Is that right? Well, He's taking care of everything. Why would I think? I said He's taking care of everything. Every matter of concern, if you'll find the will of God and release your faith on it, God's obligated to fulfill His word because He can't lie. Give me that phone I'll answer it. Why aren't they at church? Ask, Say, why aren't you down at church house? Who is it? Huh? Logan, okay. It's his daughter. <clears throat> Let's close. I'm not long-winded. Mama says about 40 minutes is all we can take. I said, all right. Go over here to Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now, it happened, 10, Luke 10, 38. Now, it happened as they, uh, as they went that he entered a village, that's Bethany, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary. Now you can find Mary over in the 8th chapter of Matthew and she must have been a bad old girl because the Bible says that she was a sinner. And the Bible says that she came into his that, uh, where he was and she wept on his feet with her tears and took the hairs of her head. And even the people that were in that house with her, with him and her said if he was a real prophet, he wouldn't let that old girl touch him. Because she's full of hell. She's down here on Main Street after dark. So that's who we're dealing with, Mary and Martha. But Mary seems to have her act straightened out, or getting it straightened out, but her sister Martha is just full of concern. Now, it happened as they went that he entered a, a village, Bethany. And you find that in John ten, it'll go into. They had a brother named Lazarus. You ever heard of him? He died didn't he? You know the Bible says that God loved this. Said that Jesus loved this family. You know he'll get in love with a group of people. Especially a family. I believe he loves the Lindens and the Outlaws. What's your last name? I believe he just just loves a group just because there's a family that just want just, they want to serve him. They want to serve him. And they're not perfect. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary. Might want to read up on Omer Who also sat at who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Who also got real close, got focused to hear his word. I guess so. She had a problem, you know, I mean. But Martha, King James Version says, was cumbered. But Martha was distracted. I'm reading from the New King James Version. might be slightly different than the one above me. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached Jesus and said, Can you imagine talking to God like this? But she got it, she got it legitimate because I got a great grandpa that walked up to God and God said to to this, my great grandpa, he said, "Uh, did you eat of this fruit? And my great grandfather had the hoospa to say, that woman gave it to me and you know who gave me that woman? Now, that old boy had some hoospa, didn't he? To turn this whole thing around. To turn it. That's some thinking, isn't it? I said, that's some thinking. That's called pathology when you start tracing something back or prior. That's how I defeat uh, atheists. They can't, run, they can't run back with you. They don't know where oxygen came from, they don't know. They, don't know, they know that there's a big bang, but they, don't, they can't admit there's a big banger because if you have to have a big banger before there's a bang, big bang, somebody's got to ignite this thing. There's nothing here without a cause, a prior, or a pathology. There's nothing. These chairs, the floor, me, we, we all have, pathology, we all have back, There's There's a history on you. It's called reality. And when you get into reality, you can trace reality. And reality even has a projection. If you'll face it. But there's a lot of people that don't want to live in reality anymore. They want to come up with their ideas in reality. This name of this truth name of this church is what? Word of what? Reality. You can trace it. What does the truth do? It sets. It doesn't make. It sets. Actually, it makes. I've, I'll counter it. It makes. That means it establishes you. Set is something that's not biblical. Makes you. It actually foundations you in reality, it establishes truth. So Martha comes up to Jesus. <laughs> This old gal something, isn't she? Talking to God. You don't care. Now see what anxiety see what anxiety will do to you. You'll talk to God wrong. You'll say anything that comes to your head. When you're full of anxiety and anger confusion, depression you might even kill your brother. You might even raise Cain. It's interesting, isn't it? Interesting, isn't it? Which you might do if you ain't thinking right. And then it go, She escalates this. She says, "Now t- you tell her." Jesus is sitting here, he's in, I don't know, He's a, he should probably share Isaiah or something. He's already been attacked, he's already been charged. Now this is not a suggestion, this is not an insinuation, this is a charge. You don't care about me. That's called narcissism, or me. Plus, now here's what I want you to do, Jesus. You're going to tell her to get up and hell. And that's why he says, Martha, Martha. You ever hear your name twice from heaven? <laughs> you ever hear your name twice from God go, I must be a little crazy today. So because he's trying to get my verily, verily, without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. He's trying to get your focus, because he's going to bring something over the bridge that has save your life, and if you reject it, you're going to end your life. Martha! Martha! I believe he even said, shut up! But that's my term, I, you know, I, that's paraphrasing it, and I can't prove that, so that, don't tell Brother Pastor Chip, I say, well, he's pretty... He said, "You've got a problem, a general problem." He so he diagnoses her. She's a neurotic. She worries about everything. You got many. Was it? Let me read it. But Martha was and it says Jesus answers her. Martha, Martha, you're worried, and now see, there's two different words here. You're worried. And you're troubled you're troubled this is trouble to you You're worried and Troubled about many Yeah Boy, he's bringing in the psychology here. He's he's got a phd in this stuff He said you're full of anxiety you're full of you're full of anger You're full of confusion. And there's no doubt in my mind you're full of depression. But your sister has chosen a good thing called data, information. In fact, she's chosen the best part of it, what comes from God. Listen, if they take an offering, I ain't sharing with you, okay? All right, but that's a good idea. So let's don't get your hopes up, all right? You're helping, but don't get your hopes up in the long run, all right? Thank you. We'll talk later after church, all right? Well, praise God for those guys. But one thing is needed. What's that information? And Mary has chosen what? The good part. Everybody say good part. Now I looked up that word in the Greek, good, and it means, what? you know what it means? Good. Thank you, you're probably a Greek scholar. Good. Which will not be taken away from her. Boy, once you get in the word in you, the Holy Ghost will always remind you. If there's no word in you, the Holy Ghost can't remind you of it. You can't use it as a sword or a shield. You can't use it as a, 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 a shoes or... Or, or a buckler, because you you you're defenseless without God's Word. You have to reject the Word then. So the power of thanksgiving, it overcomes anxiety. It leaves a peace of mind. It encourages you to have what God's given you a mind that is full of dynamic power thinks miracles, kills giants, parts Red Seas, thinks love. Somebody can offend you and you're not going to carry it around. You're going to, it's got, you know, if you're dealing with a human, you're going to be disappointed eventually. I mean, I told that boy before he climbed up on that ladder, did I not? I said, I'll climb up on that ladder and adjust that sign. My son talking about my son would fall that letter. I said I'll do it I know how to do it without getting hurt because I know that when you unload this sign if it don't fall it's eventually going to swing to the other side and I'll be ready for it you're not you're you're a youth you don't understand sir older, fell and I've had I've had signs swing on me because I fall I'm gonna fall on my feet I'm gonna fall like a cat it's not gonna catch me off of didn't I? I told your son when you do wrong they're yours when they do write their mind. So I've got, a, I've got a mind that's what? It's been given to me. It's full of dynamite, it's full of love, and it's full of Holy Ghost self-control. So I understand what Paul said. Be anxious what? For? But in prayer, go talk it over with God. Be serious about it. Is this something? And then end it with what? Thanksgiving. And then the peace of God will—I think—I didn't really bear down on that, but I think it says it'll guard you. It'll surround you. You won't even—your logic won't go. My goodness, man, they got tubes in his, his throat. They got tubes in his nose. They got tubes. They got tubes everywhere. If this thing's breathing for him. I ought to be worried, but I'm sitting right next to him, and God's saying everything's going to be all right. I'm healing right now. Hallelujah. I give God all the glory. I give Him all the credit. I give Him all the attention. I thank Him for His Word. I thank Him for His Word. He's no respecter of person. If He'll do it for my son, if He'll do it for my children, He'll do it for your children. But we've got to think like God and we've got to talk like God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians Chapter 2, verse 17, it says, have the mind of Christ. And you can take that two ways. You can have the mind of Jesus or have the mind of the anointing, Christ. That means, that's a Greek word for Messiah. That's Hebrews, Messiah. The Greek word is Christ. So how did, who, who came on Jesus to make him the Christ? the Holy Ghost. He wasn't the Christ until he hit that that river down there and the Holy Ghost hit him. Amen. Amen. You've got the anointing to think right if you just stir it up. Because this whole world's going to give you plenty of data to complain about. Is that right? Uh, Whether, you know, whether part of the government you voted for or the guy in front of you on the freeway or your own kid. How many's got kids in here? God almighty. I only wanted one. She cranked three more out. I I, I just wanted one. It's just, it's a baby machine over there. I'm telling you. And every one of them have given me problems. Any of your kids like that? Huh? You want me to remind you about Christina? <laughs> you want me to see some news she gave us in the front room one day? Oh yeah, okay. Well, let's just get that out of the way then. All right. But my, but my daughter has been my best kid, actually. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's pray, okay? I'm going to pray a prayer, and if you if you agree with me. You know, I'm going to pray. That, is it okay if I pray scripture? Do y'all believe prayer in praying scripture in here? Father, I thank you for the mind of Christ. I thank you that Brother Chip and Sister Chris, is, Sister, is it Sister Chris? Sister Chris? Has the mind of Christ. And they're walking in it. And they're talking in it. And they're living in it. And they're teaching in it. And this city, Dayton, this city needs it this city is bankrupt because it's not thinking and talking like God and we speak to the north and the west and the east and the south and we say in the name of Jesus there's people out there even born-again people that's not thinking and talking like God and they need to come into this church they need to get down here right away they need their black their white their brown their yellow They're red, they're young, they're poor, they're rich, they're educated, and they're not educated. They need to get in this building and listen to the transfer of knowledge from God's mind into their mind. We speak in the name of Jesus to come. Some are backsliders. In the name of Jesus, some are in bars. Some are at home right now just watching TV, wasting their life. They need to be at word of truth, church with these saints in here. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over this city. We're going to think something dynamic tonight and we're going to speak it. We want 10% of this county right now in this building in Jesus' name. We call in 10% of the population of this county right here in this house in Jesus' name. This house is beautiful. This house is full of love. This house is full of light. This house is full of direction. This house is full of purpose. This house is full of God in the name of Jesus. This is, this, the, the, the drought is over here. This place is filling up, in Jesus, filling up in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. We speak over the pastors of this house, the leaders of this house. They're blessed, mightily blessed. And they're on track. They're right where they should be, right at the right time with the right people in the right city in Jesus' name. We think the thoughts of God in Jesus' name and we speak the word of God right now. It's full of life. It's full of power. It's full of potential. It's full of what the will of God is and that is just wonderful. And We call it done. Yeah, we say now. We don't say it's going to happen. We don't say we're waiting for it. It's done now. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful. It's evidence. Of things, matters of concern not seen. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You sure will.